0: Yeah, on the Sully Dog Blues and Roots, talking here with uh, Russell Morris, great singer-songwriter from the land of Oz.
1: I've always been a loner, I'm always on my own. Since I was a young boy, I would wander far from home.
0: Yeah, talking with Russell about his new album, uh, Red Dirt and Red Heart.
1: I love the open spaces, when no one else was there. I'd go sailing on, sailing on, I'm sailing on, down the
0: Well, uh, welcome Russell Morris to Soldi Dog Blues and Roots, uh, really glad to have you come and uh, talk to us about your new album, it's called Red Dirt, Red Heart, so welcome Russell. Thanks Soldi, good to be with you here. Yeah. yeah, it's great to have you. Look, uh, great piece of work, I've uh, been listening again um, and again, and um, I've heard the, the three um, albums, and this is the third in a trilogy, and uh, each one gets better and better, even though the first one won an aria. So... First question, I like, guess, was it always going to be a trilogy of these three albums? Um, well, initially
2: it was just going to be, I went, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and realised how old I was and thought, <laughs> uh, I cannot, because uh, I was trying to write still pop songs because I got caught up in that pop thing for a long time and I thought, what do I want to do with myself? Yeah. And I thought, what started me in music? What was my very first love? Yeah. And my very first love was that very first Rolling Stones album with King B and <laughs> Can I Get a Witness and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all those sort of songs, Mona. And I remember we us accessing that album and looking at it and then realising that the songs were written by other people. So then we started to look around and we found... Uh, Aling Walk, we found. Lead Belly, we found. John Lee Hooker, Robert Johnson. So we started to do all those sort of songs, and I thought we loved it then. And then I got seduced by the pop thing and went along down the pop road and had some big hits and became very successful. Even though all that time, I still always did accuse me in the set. Yeah,
0: yeah, I always kept that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, what happened, I, I got to the point and I thought, let's do something that I really, really want to do that started me in music. So I started writing some blues songs and they they were all right, but they felt they just didn't connect with me. And I saw a photo in the paper of a guy called Thomas Archer and he was a criminal in 1916. It was his arrest photo, which is on the front cover of the first album. His nickname was Shark Jaws, which yeah. I renamed him Shark Mouth. He almost... Oh, yeah almost spoke to me and almost stretched across less than a hundred years and said Russ if you want to write songs about the blues you can't write about Mississippi and New Orleans you never lived there son you don't understand it you're writing about things that you don't know they're not your roots or your blues Mm. your roots and blues were originally Irish immigrants English immigrants and you grow up in a different country I'm your roots and blues write a song about me and it was almost like yeah, I'll write a song about this guy. And as soon as I wrote the song about him, it was yep. almost like he reached across less than 100 years and said, wow. thanks for doing that, son. You brought me back to life. Here's your gift. And I realised that if I was going to write roots and blues, I had to write about the, the roots that I understood and mm. my the tapestry of Australia and the tapestry... Because that, to me, is the blues. If I was Irish, I'd be writing about Ireland and the occupation and things like that. But I had to write about things here. And I... I Felt a connection to all that Ooh. stuff, and Ooh. I thought, this is what I'll do. And that was then I decided I I'll write about these stories. I can't fit them all on one album. Yeah, let's do. I'll do a series of three. That will be it. I'm not going to become like a professional Australian uh, entertainer. What I'll do is I'll do three albums, and then hit it on the nut and then i'll I'll still record but i won't do australiana history
0: well that's interesting because i mean i'm listening to it and i think it's almost like a genre you've created yourself uh as in it's i mean in in the old days we had irish folks singers sing about convicts and things of that nature which was folk music i guess yeah um and we had you know american blues um and then we've had a lot of australian good australian pop but this sort of, sort of like this Australian blue song, talking about um, events and places in in that sort of idiom, and it almost strikes me as a song you've you've created uh, your own genre. I mean, not that you want to be put in a box, but it no, yeah. cer- certainly certainly. Um, you now, has that just happened by uh, you just starting to do it, or did you just was it a planned thing where you got the musicians together and said, let's create this new sound? Or no, it wasn't a planned thing.
2: Um I just, uh, all I wanted to do was write about Australian characters and make put them in a blues sense, because uh, prior to that, the only real songs about Australia were like the country songs. Right. And yeah, they, were de- yeah. they were derivative of either, if it's bush music, like yeah. people say, oh, bush music is the real Australian, but actually it's a derivative of, uh, we come from Botany Bay, we've we come yeah. from Botany Bay, all that sort of stuff, yeah. and then the other stuff is a derivative of American country music.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And I thought, I love country music, but I only like it, way back where it was blurred with blues yeah country blues country blues that's <laughs> yeah. the only country i hate it the cowboys hijacked it yeah, and yeah, turned please. it into a home on the range and all that sort of stuff that's but right. i like it really the, the country blues so i thought i'll do an album like with blues and i was fortunate enough to go into the studio with like the greatest band like shannon bourne is a guitar player of just unbelievable skill and talent, and he seemed to be able to interpret what I wanted, and we had uh, Adrian Violi on drums, who was just a beautiful field player, and Mitch Cairns on bass, who produced uh, the three albums.
0: That's it. Yeah, let's hear uh, a track about uh, Ben Hall. Hall Push Ranger.
1: Traps him in, put him in
0: the ground yeah cut from the new album red dirt red heart russell morris
2: And we just added a few guests Uh, Chris Wilson who was uh, just fantastic we've used him on this last album because he's great the first two albums we had guests on then it became all about the guests so I thought no no it's got to be about the songs so the only guests on the second album were when we just needed a little augmentation and they weren't famous guests or the guests that I wrote songs with like Phil Manning who's a a blues uh, icon and same with uh, Kevin Borich and the interesting thing about uh phil manning and like people might say oh yeah well he he wasn't really always into blues you know he's been pop but the thing was is if anyone really knew all my earlier songs that i recorded like sweet sweet love and all that were played by my favorite musicians my favorite band yeah chain (laughs) is that right chain played on all those things is that right yeah and uh it was uh They were the band of my choice. I used to go and see them all the time. I loved Chain. Mm -hmm. And they were the band that I chose. And When people say, no, they didn't play Sweet, Sweet, Love. That couldn't be. be. Yeah, it was Chain. Is that right? Yeah, Barry Barry Harvey, Barry Sullivan and Phil Manning. That was the basis of the band.
0: Amazing. Amazing. I I love Shannon Bourne, but Phil Manning can still hold
2: it with anybody. He's great, yeah. I just, yeah, that's just something something about uh, a really good blues guitar player that just gets you just reaches out and grabs Shannon Bourne could be sitting in the corner now just twiddling away and I would be listening to him I could write a song there and then
0: while he's sitting there playing because he just puts oil into my head and he, he writes a lot of his own stuff too he's written some great songs too Which we won't go into now, but I mean, he's he's fantastic. Great stuff, great stuff. Uh, And And, um, yeah,
2: he's just incredible.
0: Yeah, (laughs) great player. So, and and you hear that straight away on this album, uh, Red Dirt, Red Heart. Now, um, the the video you put out on, I think it was Lonesome Road, was it? Lonesome Road, yeah. yeah. um, Which is great, got a great feel to that song. But a lot of the songs I've marked, you do Ben Along, you do um, Ben Hall, a lot about individuals. Now, great songs. I mean, the way you do it, um, the the voice, uh, the way you get the voice around the lyrics is obviously a professional. Um, But how do you write those songs? What what do you do? Do you go out and research them? Do you just sit down and get a feeling about them? What is it that drives the songwriting? Well, I... I know about all the subjects.
2: The only subject on this album that I didn't really know about and a friend of mine in Western Australia introduced me to him was Moondine Joe, who was yeah. a guy, he escaped from every prison that he was what ever put in, one? yeah. So, but all the others I knew about, but I really need to just... I, I don't want to put too many facts in. I, I, I probably put too many facts in In Van Diemen's Land. Okay. Lots and lots of facts. Oh, well, I love that album. Yeah, I know, but I think there's just probably too many facts. A history lesson. <laughs> yeah, history lesson. So I think what I do is I Google the... Story, and then I just put in enough to hopefully tweak people's inquisitiveness and go. Along, I, I might Google it and see what really happened, and Google the story because he was quite a phenomenal character.
0: Well, when I when I hear that, I hear you singing about him selling out.
2: Yeah. Well, if you listen in between the lines, see, he was originally thought about as as he sold, he, he'd sold out. Yeah. Um. And uh, his own people thought that he was like an Uncle Tom, but I mm. think he was really inc- incredibly clever. Mm. I think he realised they were up against it. Yeah. And I think he realised wow, I've got to try and change this system from the inside. And I think him and Philip actually became good friends. Governor Philip. Governor Philip. And Governor Philip tried to protect the Eora because there were very harsh penalties for anyone interfering with them. But the tide of... uh, People moving in and in and in, just they couldn't hold it back. But in the, if you, in in between the the lines, there's things like you were clever like the crow, you fooled them all, and you should know. Like he actually was using the system to his own benefit. And, uh, because i i I remember because i spoke to an e or a lady one of the elders up in sydney and i said how did you feel about and they she said for a long time they thought he was a turncoat but everyone realized that he was just he was trying to get the best Mm. that he could the best possible deal in the best way he knew how yeah
0: Yeah. Uh, this time, like, like a Bob Dylan song. Yeah. Just stream of consciousness and then you make your own interpretation. But um, things like um, Ben Hall, you talk about Forbes, he's buried in Forbes. And I was listening to that and you talk about his broken down love affair. Was that true?
2: Uh,
0: it seems so. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah it seems that uh, his uh, woman left him for a copper. Oh, that's
0: right. Well, that'll yeah. so, that'll yeah. do it and
2: uh, he, he just went because uh, th- funnily enough I've put two songs together of white a white man and a black man declaring war on society white man declaring war for a different reason black man rec- declaring war because uh, his country had been invaded yeah. and uh, they're both real as you can see, they're yeah. really tough, nasty songs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it finishes with Malibor Sand, which yeah. says, In time, all sins will be forgotten, all, all ills will be washed away in the, in the great expanse of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, he uh, he seemed to be a pretty
0: violent character, and that, that seems what I read anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. There's other songs there, Cut You Loose, that don't seem to fit the genre can you explain that one I mean, look it's a great song it's a great bluesy song I love, love mm. Shannon's guitar work on that when, when, when it kicks off but you know Cut You Loose Lonesome Road or more, more about the, um, the, the the Outback Drifter yeah the Outback yeah, yeah, Drifters yeah, yeah, but yeah, particularly
2: yeah. Lonesome Road Lonesome Road sort of our version of Appalachian country blues yeah yeah um, Cut You Loose is uh, a song about the wall colonial boy which is uh, Jack Duggan or Jack Donahue. He had yeah. a number of aliases and he was a, a Robin Hood character, the, the one that rubbed from the rich and gave to the poor and all the women loved him because he was so a debonair apparently, good looking, yeah. well dressed and that was to lull listeners into a false sense of security okay (laughs) because it goes straight into like dang don't really sort of thing and then it takes you into slowly slips you into the album and you go into i go around which is almost new orleans blues without without the brass yep yep and then it goes boom straight into Along," and then it just takes you from there it was like something to lift you up like a wave and then sort of slowly drift you into the 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 other stuff that the more open sort of haunting songs like Go Anna Man and Kodaicha Man and all those things
0: now it would appear to me that these three albums I mean, they might be successful in paying some bills now which they do but they they will tend to have a longevity that a lot of other stuff won't because they're real Australian stories <laughs> is, that, is that sort of like, like a shark mouth which you put out in 2012 um, uh, yeah 2012 2012? yeah I mean that's still listened to and it still seems to have more gravitas now than when it first came out is that, do you find that's the case people Want to hear that earlier stuff? What do you I, I, I think so. People, it, It's particularly pleasing for me.
2: Um, I'll diverge for a sec because I, I, for so long I played the old hits and I was really happy. I had a really good career. I, was, I wasn't doing anything new which most artists have a yearning to do yeah, something true. new that people are going to like yeah. and it just didn't seem like it was going to happen. Yeah. So I was doing my older stuff and then when I did Shark Mouth I knew it was a good album but I didn't everyone everyone said it's not going to sell no one will play it and uh, one of my old managers even said what's about history and blues no one likes the blues no one likes history it'll never sell and like the commercial radio stations will never play it so it won't be a hit and I said I don't care about the commercial radio stations they never play it I said community radio might play it and he said well, they're never going to make it a hit <laughs> how, how wrong was he exactly it was the biggest selling album of 2013 so uh, and I'm I'm really I, I didn't think it would have the impact that it's had and, and I think it's due to the fact that Australians we've lost the cultural cringe and I know I know after reading so much history um, I'm, I'm the worst person you invite to a dinner party because my interests are history and astrophysics. Oh, okay. Yeah. After about half an hour, people looking for a gun to shoot me. That's enough, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> so uh, after reading it, I really realised that after the the convict settlement here and then the settlers came in, a lot of the convicts were becoming freed and, and they were buying... And the last thing that a convict wanted was someone to think they were a convict. So people changed their names. And if someone said, uh, Salty wasn't... Like a hundred years ago, your grandfather was a convict. You'd go, no, 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 no no convicts in our family. The shame of it was really bad. It was a real bad stigma in, in society. So Australians became a bit closed shop. They didn't talk about themselves. They didn't talk about their history. They didn't talk about anything. And that seemed to be held in. For a long time, like, like um, if you're looking at the at the universe, Dark Matter Late sucked at night, it in. It sucked there's a knock on the door,
1: what you want. I hear my voice as I call. If I let you in, will you slip my skin? Cause I know with her, that's how it always has been. So I go round, I go round, I go round. If it's too high, too far down,
0: yeah you're uh, listening to an interview with uh, Russell Morris from land of Oz talking about his musical career and uh, the new album red dirt and red heart, Chim- and red heart uh, on the sully dog blues and roof like
1: bad apples they'll rock to the core so I go around I go around I go around if it's too high too far down I go around I go around I go around I go around, I go around, I go around if it's too high I go around I just want to look free
2: sudden we started to do things on the world stage and people went wow look at what we've done look how great we are and the great uh, advances we make here in medicine alone in Melbourne it's just unbelievable the huge advances Australia and we started to open up and people are going wow our tapestry of history is fantastic you know and they become prouder the only thing we really have to look at which I find now people are a little bit reluctant and probably embarrassed but it's not our fault. History does these things as to what happened to the the original Australians. Yeah, you know. yeah, some, yeah. some of the stories have been buried. Some, yes, of course. some really horrible things have happened and we have, to, we have to look at them. You've got to look at to understand your history, you've got to look at the good, bad and the ugly. All these other countries do. The only uh, some countries that the wounds are too too raw and they can't look back at probably Germany and, and Japan because World War Two was pretty close and a lot of them don't really like to look back but when it goes back for years and years and years you've just, you've just got to look at and see what made us as a people and yeah. see how we go on from here and which steps we make to go into the future. Yeah,
0: now um I, I agree with that um, Chris Wilson did an album 15 years ago called King for a Day he is he is a genius Chris Wilson brilliant
2: songwriter he and, is um, a genius. And he had a lot
0: of uh, songs about the Canucks in North, North Australia yeah the, the Blackbirding the Black yeah, Black yeah
2: I did yeah. one on the second album yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Which, is, which is great and that, yeah. that whole buried history and I used to live up there and the I with the Chinese, it's another matter.
2: That's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to we've got to, we've got to open these wounds up and look at them. Yeah, and be able to look at them like if you go to Townsville Museum now, there's a whole section on the blackbirding.
0: Yeah, yeah. But interesting, I was uh, brought up in Melbourne, I went to school in Melbourne. I yeah. never heard of any of this. Yeah, no, either did it, never I. Never taught, never taught it. Neither did I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, so so um, you learn these things and things like the Brisbane line. We won't discuss that one. The, the, Second, the Brisbane line, the Second World War, where they uh, General MacArthur and the Australian government agreed that if uh, the Japanese invaded, they'd only defend below the Brisbane oh, line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they give the top half away. Yeah. So, but everybody in Queensland's taught that, but no one in Sydney or Melbourne. No, I think it would have been <laughs> at that stage. It would have
2: had to have been strategic. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. But, yeah but what can you do? You know. When
0: I lived in Queensland, yeah. all the Queenslanders would say, well, "Yeah, you rot us." Down south, I yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then I taught it in high school. Yeah. You know, so. Now, the, the, just quick on Shark there's stuff about the black dog, depression, all that in, in Sharkmouth um, So, uh, were there sort of like personal stories there or, or people you knew that, that were more uh, intimate rather than we talking talking landscapes and, and people and, and the latest ones a bit different?
2: Is well, that true? On on Sharkmouth, a lot of the things came from my grandmother okay. and me growing up in Richmond, which yeah. is where we are now. Yeah. Um, and she would, uh, all the great things, all the really interesting things that would happen, uh, for instance, when she was a young woman, she said she would walk up Bridge Road and get to the corner of Bridge Road and Church Street, and there out in, out in front of the vine was Squizzy Taylor, yeah, yeah. standing there with all these thugs, and she'd talk about the depression, and uh, no one had any work, everyone was going, and as a little kid, she would be sent uh, from door to door to try and borrow half a cup of dripping and maybe a bit of bread, and and those things sort of got into my head, and I think a lot of them came out, and Black Dog Blues is really about yep. being idle, having yeah. nothing to do, no work, nothing, and everything's you know overgrown, and yeah, so I, I tried to paint those pictures and there are some songs on Black Dog Blues on Shark Mouth that are just generic songs to try and paint a scene it's almost like a whitewash back, backdrop this is the scene and sort of and there's references of no work and all that sort of stuff in them and then there's the more specific songs like um, Les Darcy and uh, Big Red and also Shark and himself here and things like that
0: coming to the, the latest one the Red Dirt Red Heart there's a song there called Alice yeah and I It's one place in Australia I haven't been, so forgive my ignorance, Um, but I often hear negative things about Alice Springs, but this seems to be a positive song. Oh, that's... And so so, so what stimulates you about Alice Springs to, to write that?
2: I love the interior of Australia. I really love the colour of the ground, for a start. Like Alice Springs, when you get to Alice Springs, if you go... You'll notice that all the stones and rocks and everything are really vivid, yeah. incredibly vivid. Like, no one the painters love going out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like red, it's orange, it's yellow, it's... it's. you get that up the West Coast too. Yeah. It's, been up there, but yeah. Yeah, so I, I love all that that thing. And I just love Dallas Springs. I love the fact that of the M- McDonald Ranges around there. And it's just a nice place. I've been there quite a few times. Yeah. And um, I love... Driving out into the desert and standing there where it's flat for yeah. miles and miles and miles, yeah, and yeah. everywhere, every direction you look, it seems to go on for eternity. And then the sun goes down, it gets darker and darker, and you look up at the sky, and here you are in a, a little arm of the Milky Way, and there's a billion stars there, and you know beyond the Milky Way there's a billion galaxies with it, another billion stars and t- Time Russell Morris or something. (laughs) Yeah. Well, time stands still. Time just stops, and it's just like I'm part of the universe, you know.
1: I rode out of the station. For six long months that's where I have been. When I laid my eyes on sweet Alice Prettiest town I've ever seen I came in from the outback I've been working out there as a roving jackaroo Came in from the outback I've been riding the lines looking for orphans As you do, yes, as you do When I laid my eyes on sweet Alice Prettiest town I ever knew Blowing down the road And you'll never leave If twice you see The waters run And
2: that tide river That mighty river Overflow no, you'll never... When I die I'll my I will be probably uh, I'll be around But you won't recognise me Because I'll be part of someone else, part of a bird, part of a worm, part of whatever, you know, because yeah. all your molecules and everything go into the earth and you're, you're reborn again as not something else. as something else. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. yeah, yeah. So, and
2: destroy it. And I get that feeling out there. That's yeah. why I like it out there. I, I feel that and I think that's why indigenous people find that connection. Yeah. They have the connection with the earth. We seem to have lost it because we're chasing other things. We're chasing dreams that are that's really we're all engaged in different dreams which is weird like uh, modern society because we were hunters and gatherers modern Mm. modern society has changed because we've been able to buy into dreams such as like religion everyone everyone unites imagine uniting a thousand apes for instance you could not be mayhem but for some reason humans can lock their brain onto something and unite oh the stock market oh we're right there we all believe in it it's but yeah. it's a myth it's kind of, yeah. and we we unite as a, as a race you know but when you go back there you can feel something
0: different. That's right. And the land yeah. is different. Yeah. yeah it's different. You also, a totally different view of personal space when you're out there. Yeah. In the living yeah. in a big city. I mean, exactly I remember right. when I came back from North Queensland. Yeah. I was freaking out on uh, Northern, uh, on the Esplanade in Saint Kilda, thing, and all these cars and people. You know, I'd forgotten that you're just used to having a different. That's different
2: exactly mindset, right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you come back into it, and after a while you become anaesthetised, and it's it's natural to you. Of course. But if you go out there for three months, yes. it's like oh, you get back and you get a bit jittery. You know. Well, that's so, right. Yeah. So
0: um, yes, yeah, interesting. Look, c- coming coming back to the album again, the um. The band um, is, is the same band you used to perform this album live? Was
2: was no, no, band? I've got a different band. I've, 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 I've had the same band for like Peter Robinson, the guitar player, has been with me for twelve years, and the drummer I've known since the seventies, you know, and Mitch, who produced the album. So I, that that's the band. That's a traveling band. That's Ooh, a traveling yeah. band, and uh, I know uh, Shannon would love to do it, but. I'm the sort of guy that if if I've got a loyalty and I've had someone, but I'm not going to fire them for that. But Peter is a brilliant guitar player. Yeah, he's different to Shannon. Peter's a, a wonderful guitar player, and so as uh, well. Mitch is the same bass player, and Johnny's just a mate, and he's, he's he plays all the stuff well enough. And you know, we we we're a tight knit unit. Yeah. I think it's more important to have a tight knit. Unit, Like, for instance, if we go away on holidays, we all go together oh, okay. with so, our partners, so we're
0: so, close. Yeah, that, yeah, which makes, on the road together, makes a big difference. <laughs> it does. It makes, <laughs> makes an enormous difference. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, tell me, I don't know how you want to answer this one, but... A lot of people see Russell Morris, they think The Real Thing, um, um, you know, Top of the Charts, Mm. uh, 60s, 70s, um, uh, do people come to your shows for that principally and then you you give them the, um, the trilogy of Australian Blues or do they come to the Australian Blues, where do you think people fit with it? It started off, when we did uh, Shark Mouth. people were still coming to hear
2: the real thing, Sweet Sweet Love and that. So what I would do is I'd say, listen, I know you're here to hear the hits. So, like the old hits, what I'll do is I want to play you some of these new songs. I would explain each song, which engaged the audience, and the album started to take off. All of a sudden... 40% 40% of the audience were coming to hear Shark mouth. 60% were coming to hear the hits. Yeah. Van Diemen's Land, the thing had grown even bigger then, and it was like 50 50. Today, when we work, it's usually 60 40. 60 people are coming to hear, 60% are coming yeah. to hear the blues and roots music, and uh, the rest hear the hits. But what will eventually happen is I'll eventually eliminate all the old hits and just do a complete blues set because we play blues now for Blues and Roots till the last three songs now Right, and the audience is completely engaged they love it and then we do three hits so eventually they will be pushed out and we'll just do all the blues and then I'll come out and do three or four hits and say, right, this is from the 60s, this is from my past, uh, here's what I did, you know, uh, I hope you appreciate I mean, it. And you still do it well. Yeah, yeah, I still like Very impressive um, to hear an acoustic
0: version of the real thing, wasn't that? Yeah, yeah, it's, so, it's one of um, those songs. This proves your talent, I guess. <laughs>
2: no, no, luck. Luck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> thought I knew what I was doing Oh, I felt so hard Temptation and sin
0: tell you Yeah, we're well, talking with Russell Morris On the song the Blues and Roots uh, Interview deep. about his new album don't Red preach, Dirt, don't Red hard. Here's a track God loves, God loves a Sinner
1: So I've heard Don't preach, don't make a sound God loves a sinner I know I only got myself to blame I took all that I could Always looked for the easy way Had a heart made of wood Country boy with a bad attitude Thought I could conquer it all Booze, women, and loose living Too ashamed to go home Don't preach, don't say a word God loves a sinner So I heard Don't preach, don't make a sound God loves the sinner There ain't no doubt it. Oh,
2: yeah. Well it is, it's luck in the music business, it really no, is so you've, you've, got got got, to have, you've
0: still got to be able to do
2: it Yeah, You've got to be able to do it, but I know so many guys that can do it really, really, really well and yeah. they just haven't had the right breaks, they haven't yeah. opened up Instead, of, they always go in that door there instead of opening this door and going, I wonder what's in there, you yeah, know? Yeah. They've, they've always taken that door. Yeah, yeah, And they can't bring themselves to go to the, and they've got so much talent.
0: Yeah. It just hasn't happened, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And that's, in all artistic deliverance, that, that's, that's the same. Now you're taking uh, this album on the road, are you going to take it to festivals or, or, or touring with it, what's the plan?
2: Yeah, well we, uh, we're we doing uh, Blues Town, uh, Blues Festival, we're doing uh, Threadbow Bridge, Blues, Bridgetown, Bridgetown. Bridgetown. Right there, Bridgetown. Yeah. Bridgetown Blues Festival, Threadbow, we're doing uh, Day on the Green, we're doing uh, some concerts next year, so, but we're also going to go to America. Where fantastic, Pete and I are going initially at the end of January for a, a showcase tour: Nashville, Texas, New York. Yeah. Then we go back in June and July to do the. Blues festivals, is it? Is it South by Southwest yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is a like like conference, that. really. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah an industry conference. Yeah, we're doing Lots all those. <laughs> we're doing all those things. So, yeah. okay. that that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, we've, we were just rehearsing yesterday, actually, in just. Well, Shannon's been there too, I think. Yes. Yeah. 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 And yeah. we just knocked it. We've we've got uh, seven songs off the new album. We've got five. We do off. Uh, Shark Mouth, and we've
0: got four. We do off
2: Van Demons. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So you're going to take it like a, a, a duo, or you're going to go as a um, the band when you go back?
2: When we go back in June, it'll be with the band. Right.
0: But initially, it'll be a duo. Pete, Knight. Yeah. So fantastic. So um, we expect to hear more. Um, Russell Moss is it going to be a, a quadrilla do you think it was just going to be stop with the children no that stops ok yeah, it stops otherwise I'll become like
2: those you know when your relatives come and stay and they're, they're going to stay for a week and they end up staying for four months here's another Australian blues I can't take yeah,
0: it exactly. yeah exactly
2: what I'll do is I'll still do Roots music yeah um, and there might be and a reference to Australian things but yeah. it won't be like historical it won't be a, a historical characters or anything and unless one sort of pops out but it'll be just mainly just straight blues songs yeah. Do you see yourself retiring? Uh, yeah I probably do I'm gonna to have to but I thought I saw myself retiring seven years ago yes, yes. and then all this happened so it's been uh, a great thing for people who are like me of my age because they've gone wow, it's not really all over when everyone says it's all over. And like, when they inducted me into the Hall of Fame in the RAs, it was almost like working for AMP. Yeah. And they brought you down to the boardroom and said, you've been a great employee, a, a loyal employee. employee. <laughs> Here's your gold watch, now piss off. And it was almost like that. And I thought, yeah. oh, I don't like this feeling. It's like I'm being put in a showcase here and I'm I'm just going to be a relic. So, and I feel a lot of people feel that when they're, yeah. They're firm. Takes yeah. them downstairs and says, "All right, yeah, so you're, then you're over fifty now. Piss off. If two more years, you'll be dead." Yeah. So, I think a lot of people who have, it's encouraged a lot of people. I know it's encouraged a lot of people in the music business. They've all yeah. gone, "Wow, there's a chance." So they're all recording and they're all trying to do albums.
0: Well, I, always, I always remind myself, I'm 63 now. Yeah. I know listeners, that's hard to believe. Um, but Robert Belfort put out his first album in 64, and so did uh, c Steve. Yes, that's great. And then he played yeah. the Albert Hall. Yes. Uh, who knows? Who knows, exactly.
2: And yeah. uh, I, I think it, it gives a lot of people a lot of heart to see someone who's a bit older to do it
0: uh, and be successful. Yeah. yeah, well, in my view, the, the idea of retirement was a modern invention to get the uh, give the kids a job after the war. But um, I think it was. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because you don't hear the Chinese retiring No, that's yeah, right, you don't <laughs> They just keep working
2: until they've had yeah. enough Yeah, and um, I don't want to retire, I, I just like doing things, you know like yeah. If you retire, I think you start to rust Well, that's right, so, yeah.
0: as Neil Young said I won't retire, I'll just retread Yeah, <laughs> that's great <laughs> <laughs> Well uh, thanks Russell, it's been great hearing those stories And uh, congratulations on a, another fantastic album I don't know what the new uh, genesis will be But we're going to enjoy this one for quite some time So thanks again Russell Morris for coming along Solid Dog Blues and Roots Thanks
1: Sully.
0: Yeah you've been listening to uh, Russell Morris Talking about Red, Dirt, Red Heart, the new album and uh, a whole lot of other stuff. with are the Sully Dog on Sully Dog Grooves and Roots. Go with the track, uh, the first track, Cut You Loose. His eyes were blue just like
1: the sky And his hair was golden dawn He carried himself with fancy air And he was loved by all Play the rich just to pay the poor across his sunburned land Irish Donahue was his name and there was no better man